with me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And let's start off with women fighting in the ring around the world. I've got a whack of results, uh, courtesy of our good friend Sue Fox over at womenboxing.com. Um, let's start off with the most recent results out of Ukraine. Anastasia Petrenko won by second-round technical knockout over Valeria Korachuk. Uh, day before that, in Mexico, Paulette Valenzuela won by majority decision over Christina Hernandez. And on that same day, over in the United Kingdom, uh, Lindsay Buzinski out of Lancashire, United Kingdom, was born in Lancashire, won a six-rounder by points over Victoria Perkins out of Swansea. In a second uh, female bout in the evening, Ashley Johnson won another six-rounder by points also uh, over Jamilet uh, Vallejos. Um, on that same night, over in uh, Canberra, down under at the Southern Cross Club, Sarah Watt won a six-rounder unanimous decision over Ali Jensen. Um, also the same night. Wow, we had a busy night on the... Let's have a look in Italy. Palazzo Valle Martella in Zaccarola. Bantamweight, Simona Salvatore won a 10-round unanimous decision over Svetlana Veslikaska. Uh, sorry for that mispronunciation. I guarantee I blew it there. Simona won the IBF international title in the process in the second female bout of the evening. Mary Dabari won a six-rounder by points over Evelyn Camporeal. Uh, in Birmingham, the night before all that happened, super welterweights Kirsty Bavo Bavington won a six-rounder by points over Teresa Davakova. Uh, day before that, in the Commerce Casino, I think I mentioned this one uh, last week, in the Commerce Casino, Commerce California, Sasha Tudor, making her pro debut, had split draw with Jesus uh, Gonzalez. Uh, at the hangar in Costa Mesa, California, the same evening, Denise Moran won a four-rounder by points over Julie Mensner. Tons of women fighting around the world. It's great to see. It just keeps on coming. Uh, February 10th, I see that... Uh, Karen Carabayal, uh, we've seen that name before, won a 10-round unanimous decision over Edith Matisse. Uh, the two were fighting for the South American Super Flyweight Belt in, um, I believe, Colombia. Um, on that same night, in Spain, in Madrid, they had a fight, and Kaylin Maradiega had a five-round majority draw over Frederica Macri. Uh, few days before that, over at uh, KBS Hall in Kyoto, Japan, we saw Raika Kawaguchi win uh, one minute, four seconds in the second round, technical knockout over Waisuta uh, Sirtidet, I believe out of Thailand. And the bout was scheduled actually for eight rounds. So powerful decision by Kawaguchi. Um, and on February 3rd, we've mentioned this one. This is where I'll stop. Uh, February 3rd, Wembley Arena in London, Caroline Dubois won a 10-round unanimous decision over Miranda La Alacarana Reyes out of Houston, Texas. And two uh, were fighting for the IBO lightweight world title. Uh, the judges' scores uh, were 190 on all scorecards. And in a second female bout, Francesca Hennessy won a six-rounder by points over Laura Valdabrito. Great stuff from the women. It just keeps on going. We see, oh, I see Nicola Hopewell, uh, someone who uh, we've uh, uh, promoted here on Talk and Fight. 
Ah, she won over a Catapop. Uh, very good, very good. Uh, Club Deportivo in uh, Galvez. Veronica Ruiz won a six-rounder against Karen Dominguez. Fantastic stuff. I, I've mentioned this one. Nicaragua, but I'm, because I've been to Nicaragua, I love Nicaragua. A lot of fun down there. Super flyweight, uh, Roxana Mendoza won a four-round unanimous decision, or Fatima Cuevas. A lot of names you haven't heard of, but a lot of names to look out for if you're following women in the ring, such as we are here on Talk and Fight. And let's move over to the next story uh, that's going to take place in Puerto Rico, uh, courtesy of, uh, really, uh, Jake Paul. But he's promoting, as you know, Amanda Serrano uh, quite heavily. And she's about to go toe-to-toe -to -toe against a, a great German fighter, Nina Minky. Uh, so let's have a quick little preview of that upcoming fight. It's a showdown between Serrano and Minky. Uh, it's poised to make history, by the way, as the biggest female boxing event in Puerto Rico. Set to take place at the Coliseo, uh, also known as a Cholicio in San Juan, Puerto Rico. It's a highly anticipated matchup. Promises to certainly captivate audiences uh, with a fine display of skill and determination. Again, courtesy of uh, Sue Fox's uh, channel, womenboxing.com. Uh, addressing uh, the press at the Distrito T-Mobile Complex during the first official press conference for their March 2nd bout uh, in the featherweight division, I might add. Uh, Serrano, the reigning ring featherweight champion, expressed her anticipation for what she believes will be a fierce battle recognizing Minky's opportunity to claim her belts and make her mark in the boxing world serrano acknowledged her opponent's toughness and skill setting the stage for an epic showdown fantastic stuff let's see what jake paul has to say but oh he doesn't have to say anything about that uh, but what he is saying is uh, he's offering tommy fury 20 million dollars us dollars i imagine in a two-fight deal uh, why because he accuses fury of ducking so let's have a quick read of the story, courtesy of, I believe, um, originally posted in boxingnews.com, uh, and it's given to us via Yard Barker. So let's have a quick look here. Jake Paul has given Tommy Fury an offer worth $20 million for two fights, one of which includes an MMA bout. Wow. Paul is seeking to avenge his only loss after he came second best to Fury via split decision, as we all remember that. That was Paul's only bout against a professional boxer, but he did grab the highlight of the fight, dropping Fury with his jab. And since that loss, Paul bounced back from his defeat to beat Nate Diaz. That created the momentum for Paul to face another professional boxer. He knocked out Andre August in the first round uh, to beat his first professional boxer. The problem child, as Jake Paul is called, will now take on Ryan Borland on March 2nd, a former Golden Gloves winner uh, down in Puerto Rico. And said, uh, Jake Paul, I've always said my goal is to become a world champion. I beat a pro boxer in December in the first round, someone who's been boxing their entire life. And what did I do next? I went straight back to camp to get ready to face my next opponent, a professional boxer who has twice as many professional fights under his belt than I do. It's a new year. It's even better me. And I'm facing an even more experienced seasoned boxer. Uh, now, provided he comes out victorious, the focus is on that Fury rematch. Uh, so Jake Paul previously stated Fury priced himself out of that rematch originally. And he said, I think he is a lot of things, one of which is not very serious about the fight and actually making it happen. And too unrealistic in terms of offers and finances. He thinks he's his brother and his dad is delusional in terms of what he's actually worth. And I can see how that happens. 
if they're like, yo, Tyson Fury's getting this, Tommy should be getting this. It's like, no, that's not how it works, brother. So it's hard to get that across these hard-headed people who aren't very good at business and don't understand the way and the landscape of boxing. I think there's a massive fear of not only losing, but they're just trying to be unrealistic about the numbers, which again, maybe those two go hand in hand. We all know everyone tries to price themselves out, but if they don't really want to fight and hide behind that. I think that's where things are. But regardless, I'm on a different mission to become world champion. So that's Jake Paul for you. I haven't spoken his name in a while, but that's what he's up to these days, about to uh, fight down in Puerto Rico and have a lot of fun in that Caribbean country for sure. Uh, let's have a quick look at Jaron Boots Ennis, who we haven't spoke of recently, and Cody Crowley, who we focused on uh, Knuckle Up on Talk and Fight a while ago. Anyway, they're targeted for a May fight. Let's have a quick look here. Uh, it's been a turbulent couple of years for IBF welterweight champ Jaron Boots Ennis culminating in a massive lawsuit against promoter Now Boxing for failing to deliver a contractually mandated number of fights. There's at least one clear point in his future, though, as Chris Mannix reports, that plans are in place for Ennis to fight mandatory challenger Cody Crawley this May as part of the next Canelo undercard. Now, by the way, we are still waiting to see who Canelo will be fighting. But anyway, Crowley, he's 22-0. Nine knockouts, hasn't seen action since edging out Abel Ramos last March, making 2023 his fourth year in a row to feature a single outing. Ennis, who's sporting a 31-0, uh, wow, it's pretty good, 28 knockouts uh, record. Uh, his father and trainer, Bozy, alleges that Crowley turned down a fight with Ennis last November uh, on that Benavidez-Andre uh, card. No telling whether Crowley lowered his asking price or Ennis grew more accommodating over the last couple of months. Whatever the case, we'll hopefully see one of the sport's best talents return to action in a few short months. Crowley isn't as appealing an opponent as Ennis's original target, Mario Barrios, but he's gritty enough to make a fight of it. And yes, he is, and let's look forward to that one. Alrighty. Something that I rarely see, and I'm probably you rarely hear of as well. Last month, the WBA Championships Committee ordered a fight between WBA Super Flyweight Champ Kazuto Ioka and number one rated John Scrappy Ramirez with a February 15th deadline. Ioka, however, has reportedly petitioned the WBA for permission to instead fight a unification clash with WBC Champ Juan Estrada, targeted for July 3rd in Tokyo. Team Ramirez is hoping that the WBA will deny Ioka's request and order him to fight Scrappy within 90 days or be stripped of the world title belt. It would be easy to get frustrated when you don't get what you want, Ramirez explained, but I remind myself to trust the process. I know my team is doing its part, and I am too. It's all about trusting the process, and I'm a strong believer in that. I need to stay patient and focused in the gym on my vision and my dream. I'm an old-school fighter. After I win the belt, I want to fight three, four, five times a year defending it before I make the move to 118 uh, pounds. I've also had several conversations with the WBA and its committee, and I believe this fight will be next. I've been saying all along that I'll fight him in Japan. I'll fight him on the moon. He's the champion, and I'm willing to fight him anywhere. I'm not getting frustrated, and I know that I need to stay smart. The beauty of the journey is I don't have all the answers, but I get it. If I'm Ioka, I wouldn't want to fight me either. He knows the game and knows I can send a 34-year-old into retirement. <laughs> Great stuff out of uh, Ramirez. Manny Pacquiao has been denied his opportunity to fight in the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris. 
Let's read this courtesy of Yard Barker, um, originally posted in Ringside Intel. Former boxing champion Manny Pacquiao will not be allowed to compete at the upcoming Summer Olympics in 2024. Yeah. Pacquiao, who retired in 2021, was hoping to get an exemption to waive a rule that you can compete beyond the age of 40. However, the IOC ruled that they will not change the rule. Pacquiao, who's 45 years old, wanted to take part in the upcoming games in Paris. Uh, boxing matches are expected to be held inside Roland Garros Templex, a tennis complex. According to ESPN, the IOC wrote to Olympics officials in the Philippines explaining the reason for the age limit of 40 for boxers and why it would be upheld. The IOC now oversees Olympic boxing after recognizing the International Boxing Association. The age limit was raised by six years in 2013 from 34 to 40. Pacquiao could have competed at the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio, but opted against it to remain home as an elected senator. The Philippines, excuse me. Great, fantastic. The Philippines was looking to get a so-called universality entry to the upcoming games. These allow a free pass to events given to countries that have few athletes and struggle to qualify on merit. Universality places are not allocated to teams with an average of more than eight athletes in individual sports or disciplines at the last two editions of the Olympic Games, said the IOC. This is the case for the Philippine Olympic Committee. Pacquiao ended his career in 2021 after 72 fights. He captured 12 world titles at a record eight world at record eight weight classes during that time. Fantastic fighter, one of my favorites, one of your favorites, I'm sure. But he will not uh, be fighting in the Olympics. Uh, but he says he he could be ready for Terence Crawford in eight weeks. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one, won't we? Thanks very much for joining me here on uh, Talk and Fight. I appreciate your interest in boxing. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you again 11 a.m. Eastern time, as I said, here on Talk and Fight. Thanks again. We'll see you tomorrow.